Hello, world. You're listening to the Cash All Podcast. Technology integrates with every aspect of our lives. Computing, entertainment, gaming, education, and much more. Here to discuss all of it is your host, Brandon Peterson. I remember seeing a preview for the movie Ready Player One in the theaters. The 2018 motion picture directed by Steven Spielberg. It featured the song Jump playing in the background, which also featured a race with the Back to the Future DeLorean. And it had the lights on the front of the vehicle from the car kit from Knight Rider. There were a lot of 1980s pop culture references, a ton of cool intellectual properties that I could appreciate, and was pushing a story that takes place in a dystopian future and was centered around video games. Pretty sure I was going to like everything about this movie. At the time, I didn't even know that it was based on a novel by Ernest Cline, released way back in 2011, which was also a number one New York Times bestseller. So here's the basics of Ready Player One. It's the year 2044, and the world... Not like space world that includes aliens, just world. It's just earthlings. It's our it's our world. The world as in earth and all the continents and countries in it, it's in bad shape. A limit of energy, there's a limit of food, limits of resources, the list goes on. Most people either live in the city, like major cities, uh, at least in the United States, Or they live in the stacks, which are basically modular living quarters that are literally stacked on top of each other in efforts to conserve energy, heat, space, and all that kind of stuff. Most people spend their time in the U.S., uh, they spend their time in the Oasis, which is a virtual reality world that was created by a programmer in the story named James Halliday. Uh, You play games in the Oasis. You can interact with anyone online. You can watch movies, listen to albums, go to museums. You can even go to school in the Oasis, attend classes in the Oasis. Uh, Think in terms of like the old PlayStation Home, uh, the virtual 3D gaming platform that was used for a while way back on like the PlayStation 3. Any of you ever use that? I did for a brief amount of time. It was kind of cool. You could change your skin. You could change your home and like put different references to games and movies in your in your PlayStation home and interact with friends and all that on there. Kind of similar to that. Uh, In the stories, the movie and the book, uh, James Halliday, he dies and leaves a message to all Oasis users that whoever finds three Easter eggs that he left in the Oasis will have full control of the Oasis. It would essentially be in charge of the biggest program and software that the world has ever known. This leads to a race of gunters or egg hunters who are all trying to uncover these secrets. Unfortunately, this business or this company called Innovative Online Industries or IOI, or 101, a little binary joke there for short. Um, 
they like to take control of the Oasis, commercialize it, charge more money, have advertising, which would lead to a lot of problems in the society of that world. Because in the Oasis, uh, the Oasis credit, or in the movie they refer to it as coin, uh, it's a digital in-game currency which is valued more than like any real-world currency. <clears throat> so from there, uh, we learn about this unlikely hero named Wade Watts who takes the path of a reluctant hero. And we see his character morph in the story as he meets friends along the way. And the deeper he gets into the challenges, uh, he realizes like the full consequences of this competition, like how important it actually is. It's not just a prize. It's like people's lives are impacted by it. I'm not going to give away any spoilers, even though this movie has been out for a while and the book has been out much longer. Uh, just in case any of you listeners are interested in either watching the movie and or reading the book. So I saw the movie first. Like I said, I didn't know it was a book at the time. And then when I saw it was, I just thought, well, I'm going to see the movie now because it, you know, it was being released. And I thought the movie was okay. I was a little disappointed, probably. It was a fun story. It was nostalgic for me, definitely. Um, a lot of cool pop culture references, but also had some cheesy parts that I thought didn't really fit in the scope of the movie. Overall, out of five stars, I gave it a three stars out of five stars on my rating, movie rating, that I personally use when I go to movies. Uh, we were assigned the book to read in a class I was taking last year during the spring semester. And the book, so much better. One of my all-time favorite books that I've ever read. Uh, here's some differences between the movie and the book. So in the world, uh, in the book, much more bleak, much more harsh. We really get a sense of the problems that are happening in the stacks. And we see why so many people in the world feel the need to escape into the Oasis. Uh, in the book, the Oasis access is given to many students as their headsets. Like they give them access into the Oasis from the headsets uh, because the headsets are free for all students who want to get an education. And then you get to keep it for free, I think, like if you, if you graduate. Uh, since it is too dangerous of a world to travel or to go outside, uh, a lot of students take the opportunity for this. Or like maybe they live in areas where it's too far away from a public school. So they can go to school in the Oasis. We get a much bigger sense of the school setting in the Oasis. And it's a very important part to the story in the book. And the movie really kind of passes over much of this, and I don't really understand why, because, you know, it features a kid, and it, it, I think it would have been a good way to compare life of students in our world to how these students have to go to school in their world and, and the trials they have to go through just to get their learning. I think that would have been a good way thing to at least explore in the movie. Uh, the challenges in the in the movie and the book, like where they have to find the Easter eggs and unlock these keys, uh, the challenges themselves are very different in the movie and the book. I really like the adventure of finding the different clues 
as they went into much more detail in the book. I imagine many of these changes were due to licensing issues uh, that maybe that may have come up when they were trying to make the movie because there's a lot of properties that are thrown at you in the book that you know you have to get permission if you're going to do all that in a movie. This also works out very well because when you read the book and you watch the film, it's telling the same story, but each version then feels fresh and offers variation to kind of keep you from being bored in certain spots of the story. And, and it kind of gives you that sense of, well, what is going to happen next? The book does a much better job of developing the other characters also. Uh, friends, enemies, and how these relationships were formed are really explored and explained to us well in the book. In the movie, there probably just wasn't enough time to, to get all of that in there. And I think they did as good a job as they could. Uh, finally, the age appropriateness. The movie, I think, is more appropriate for a wider range of a younger audience. You know, definitely targeted, you know, to to like pre-teens and teens kind of thing. But, you know, you have a much more degree of a span of age that I think it could be appropriate for. The book, on the other hand, has some heavy content. Like I said before, the world is much harsher, like it, it is in bad shape. Uh, there's a lot of strong language use in the book. Uh, some violence in the book, which is much greater, you know, not something that you see, but just the content is in there if you're worried about that for your young readers. And there is also some sexual relationships that are definitely intended for a more mature audience and would definitely be kind of awkward to be reading with a young one, in my opinion. Uh, both versions have some actual real comparisons to real life. Watching the news, especially today, is pretty depressing. Uh, we hear a lot of news about energy crisis. We hear a lot of news about inflation, economy problems, a lot of things going on in our real world right now. That's kind of similar to the story. It wasn't that long ago where we had distance learning for school and all the kids were at home on their Chromebooks or on their laptops or computers going into the Google Classrooms or on uh, video conferencing on Zoom due to a pandemic. So that was made it kind of very real. Uh, Facebook creating their metaverse. Could that be good or could that be bad? Celebrities and wealthy business owners pushing cryptocurrencies as better alternatives to traditional currencies. Is that a good thing? Not for me to decide. Uh, reading the book after 2020, I mean, it was really kind of almost scary how close the story was to our current state of the world, just with everything happening right now. With all that being said, it is a very entertaining story. I recommend both the movie and the book. I would encourage you all to watch the movie first and then read the book. Uh, as in my opinion, that's the best way to enjoy both versions to their fullest extent. I feel like if you read the book first, you're going to be disappointed in the movie. And if you watch the movie first, you'll you'll probably like some of it. You'll find it entertaining. And then when you read the book, you'll think, wow, this book is so much better. Uh, if you're not a reader, but you still want to experience the story of Ready Player One, 
Uh, there is an audiobook format that you can listen to. So if you commute to work or go on trips and you know, you're on an airplane ride or working out or whatever, uh, you know, you can you can enjoy the story that way. Uh, if you enjoy 1980s pop culture, if you enjoy science fiction and have a fondness of video games and enjoy the good stories with the team up of youth working to save the day, then I think you ought to give both this movie and the book a go for sure. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review if you like what you heard. For other content, you can follow me on Twitter at Code Peterson.